Welcome to Sports, Clips, and Politics with your hosts, Ben Husong and me, Sean Hannon. Welcome to episode 57. I don't have any... We remark about episode 57. 57. Hines. I feel like Steve Howe for the Yankees is 57. How weird is that that I, I pulled that number that's, out? That's pretty remarkable. I'm going to just go to the Heinz ketchup. Heinz 57. That's Heinz, episode Heinz. So, or the Joseph McCarthy 57 known communists. Okay. I'm all over the map, buddy. Okay, good. Well, <laughs> you got us covered on number 57. Welcome, everybody, to uh, another episode of Sports Clicks and Politics. Thank you for tuning in, uh, everybody here for the live show. Uh, before we get into the show, uh, do your uh, do my obligatory... Please share and like this video. Uh, if you want to get more content from us, you can subscribe to the channel on YouTube there and uh, hit that notification bell and you'll be alerted when we go live, uh, which is pretty much every Monday, uh, 12 p.m. ish Eastern. Yeah. I also added a little uh, note in the chat if you guys check it out or if you want to uh, support the, the podcast with a little bit of your hard-earned uh, American fiat, you can, uh, as little as 99 cents, you can support the show. I put a link in the chat, so maybe we'll be rich by the end of the episode. 99 cents at a time. <laughs> uh, we have a, it, another eclectic uh, array of uh, topics here. Um, before we get into those, how was your weekend? Great weekend. Anything, no no, uh, no holiday this weekend, so just... Uh... No, this weekend was nuts, though. We had, uh, my mother has retired from St. Jude's Hospital after about uh, 50 years of patient care and well, 35 congratulations years. congratulations to that. That is well-deserved. Pediatric uh, cancer and brain tumors. She's finally retired. So we had a surprise retirement party for her on Friday, a family reunion on Saturday, and then my oldest son's birthday party we celebrated on Sunday, so... Even yeah. by the ridiculous standards that we operate, this was a busy week. Yeah, it sounds like. Well, that's cool. Uh, congrats. How about you? Yeah, uh, not that eclectic. Uh, I did a whole lot of nothing, um, but enjoyed every minute of it. So, so we both had know, typical. I, play, I played a little bit of golf. That was okay on Sunday. Um, Good. We took a card out before they were open because we have a rogue key that we get to use. Yeah. We're still here. We didn't get arrested. So you're just a rebel in all walks of <laughs> yeah, life. Well, Golf too. <laughs> Someday I'll get into some of my high school stories. People can make okay. their own judgments. So we got a little bit of sports, uh, NBA and some golf. I know one uh, update uh, of the NBA and one preview of the golf here. Bitcoin's in the news in, in our state. Some Bitcoin mining news. I found a little article that I found interesting. Uh, we'll touch exciting. on that. Yeah, well, I don't know. Uh, we also got more New York news with uh, our governor declaring another emergency, so that should go well for us. Went so well oh, the boy. last time. Oh, boy. And our boy Hunter Biden's also back in our show, Newt's here. Uh, going to have an art show. I'm excited about that. <laughs> Always I hope this fun. happens. I really hope this. I, it feels like it's not going to happen now because everybody's making a big deal about it, but we're going to talk a little bit about that. Your girl, Nancy Pelosi. Love her. Yeah. Huge fan. Huge fan. Like, like I, I'm, we're going to talk about this insider trading stuff, but literally this is like the hundredth time that she's been, quote unquote, caught uh, insider trading. And here she is worth $250 million. So uh, probably not going to probably not going to matter much, right. but we'll, we'll, we'll touch on some of the little bit of that. Um, and then another thing I want to touch on just briefly, because I don't want to go down the rabbit hole too crazy. But the I, I was reading a Washington Post article about how they were arresting people and like Bible, how how, how these uh, insurrectionists were being recruited and uh, organized and referencing Bible schools and whatnot. But then there's like a buried line, one line deep in the article that I happen to notice, and I want to bring that back up. 
Um, if you guys are watching, you can see what I'm, I'm pointing to here and or you know what's next on the, the list there. But um, we'll talk, I don't know, interesting notes, I guess. And then we went, you wanted to talk about booster shots. I did. So we're going to talk a little bit about booster shots or maybe nah. Maybe we don't, don't need know. booster shots. Uh, maybe, I don't know. And then uh, let's end with, I don't know how much time we'll have at the end, but I do want to touch on this because I can't see how it's not the most important story if, in fact, uh, whatever. The, we are withdrawing all of our troops. Uh, uh, 90% of our troops have already been withdrawn from Afghanistan, and uh, they kind of just bolted. So we're going to touch on uh, how that all went down uh, a little bit here uh, and see what, I don't know if we have any, input on how that's going to go forward. But um, I guess first, let's uh, briefly touch on some sports. Um, starting NBA, are we starting? Let's do NBA finals because right. uh, we're up 2-1. Uh, all the home teams have won. So the Suns won the first two games at home. Milwaukee Bucks won uh, last night uh, in convincing fashion. I think they wound up winning by 20. They were pretty much uh, winning that game. When I turned it on, they were in the middle of some like 20-6 to six run, and they never kind of uh, relinquished it from there. So... Yep. Uh, I've heard a, a, a wise man once say that uh, maybe this applies to the NBA and all playoffs, but uh, playoffs don't really start until the home team loses a game. So here we are, right? So if, if Milwaukee holds hold serve here again, they, you know, as long as the we get game seven in Phoenix, and I don't know if that's uh, be the exciting game, but we're uh, so far. Th- the, the games haven't been all that close. Um, the the team who has. And what I've watched, the team who had won had just played really, really well, and they just won. Yeah. So um, a lot of good players. I mean, there's really a lot of good players. I know these two teams haven't been anywhere in a long time, but there's a lot of good players on both these teams. I have nothing new or insightful to add to this uh, other than uh, go Chris Paul for all the reasons we've already talked yeah. about. And um, Listen, I like Giannis, too. Like, I mean, he's kind of like a... Uh, a non-ego superstar and whatnot, and he he stayed in Milwaukee. So I mean, love that. Like, yeah, right. I mean, they, they, this is their first home playoff NBA game since 1974. So they kind of really didn't even know the NBA playoffs existed for <laughs> a few decades. So you know, they had to go through the uh, what big dog Glenn Robinson era uh, to kind of shed their their franchise of dead weight before they could actually regrow. But Giannis is you know seems to be worth it. He's got to be you know right there in the discussion for best players in the league. But let's talk about. Uh, the British Open, the Open Championship, um, is, I guess, a better how they term it. I don't know if British Open is uh, accepted terms there, PC so, or whatever. It's only called the British Open in America. The official name is the Open Championship. Yeah. They're the same thing. But in you know, we'll, we'll talk more about this next week um, as the results are are known. Um, all you know, the field is deep. Uh, I think they're playing at uh, Royal St. Or- St. George, I think is the course. Sure. Um, not one of the, the main ones that everybody knows, um, out there, but, um, I found this interesting note that Bubba Watson has, uh, withdrawn from the tournament. Why is that, John? Uh, well, so he, according to, so there's, I, I found this, I didn't know this. Well, I mean, I knew this, but I didn't know this matter just pertained to COVID. So the USGA, the PGA, whatever, they basically only handle, uh, golf rules and protocols within uh, Mexico and United States. The rest of it is all done by another organization. And so this organization has different protocols for COVID. And the protocols for COVID require – I'm reading through the article. This Bubba Watson just said, because of protocol rules, I'm going to follow the rules and I'm not going to go. So he had close contact with somebody who had tested positive for COVID. He has no symptoms. He's been vaccinated. Um, and he – took a pre-COVID or pre-flight COVID test for 
the, the charter plane that was go, going to uh, UK there. So tested negative and uh, decided that, so the main difference between these, uh, and I'm reading between the lines with Bubba Watson here, because he said he's not going to participate in the rules, which basically required a daunting testing schedule of anybody who was uh, exposed to anybody with a positive test that is not the same as the in the United States. So in the United States, you just have to monitor yourself for symptoms if you've been, it seems actually a fair assessment. Seems reasonable. Right? Yeah. Um, but in the UK, to travel or for to play in this tournament, you have to, if you're exposed to somebody who has COVID, you have to be uh, subjected to daily testing regimen. And it didn't seem like he wanted to go through all that and was like, you know what, enjoy your rain and wind, and I'm going to sit home and Georgia, wherever he lives, right? So uh, he's not really a fan of going over to uh, Europe for the most part. Like he does it obligatory because he's, you know, got sponsors and shit. So right. this is probably a blessing in disguise for him, really. And probably not doesn't really care too much about it. But it's still stupid that <laughs> he cannot play in this tournament because of some bizarre testing schedule that's going to be thrust upon him because he was somewhat close to somebody who tested positive and doesn't have any symptoms. It's we're still living in a little bit of a bizarre world. It's a I listen, he made the call. Good for him. I don't blame him. Um it's remarkable that we're still doing this. It's remarkable that like we just refuse to evolve from what we thought 15 months ago, 18 months ago, whatever it was, into now recognizing all right, you've already been vaccinated, you have no symptoms, you've have a negative test. And there's still people out there going, well, you just can't be too careful. It's good that they're making him sit it out. What? Yeah, like, so technically he Sorry, withdrew. they're not making him sit it out. He right. withdrew because he didn't want to. So th- that was what I was like. Why did he withdraw? Like, he wasn't banned from playing. It wasn't that. And it didn't say that he was banned from playing. It said he withdrew. So my thought, I just followed the logic down. I was like, hey, why would he withdraw? Is I don't want to go through this testing regimen that's being going to be thrust upon me. Also, when I don't have any symptoms. Also, keep in mind, they're testing him with a PCR test that's probably set to 35 to 40 something, cycles. So something. the odds of a false positive are pretty good. So he doesn't want to get John Rahmed where you're you're leading the charge Saturday or Sunday. And then all of a sudden they come out and they're like, um, oh, no, you haven't even sniffled all day. But we got this positive test. You know, you're dominating a bunch of these professional athletes and don't feel you feel perfectly fine and great. But guess what? You can't play anymore. You're out. And then again, it's golf. You're outside. That's so dumb. This it's, is amazing how idiotic like is that, this is. Literally, become. this is just a silver lining for Bubba because he hates going over there. So I'm sure he was just like, yes. I like, I'm sure he's just taking advantage of the opportunity, which I don't blame him for doing I mean, listen, either. it's a possible pay- paycheck. And, I, and honestly, I didn't really look at the course, and I don't remember the course, whether or not this sets up for him because there's definitely Bubba courses that are just like, maybe maybe this was one of them. One does. But I don't think, I, like I said, usually he hates going over to, to play in any kind of foreign tournament. So, yeah. Um, I don't, I get it. I just, I just find the idea that they would have these measures and these rules in place for testing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, to be so outside of everything we've learned over the last 18 months that it's just amazing. It's got, I mean, it's got to be some different being in a different country, too. Like, we, you know, we benefited greatly by Florida and then Texas and some of these other states being just like, nah, we're not going to do your thing. And so they always had something to point to me and like, yeah, but what about these people over here? But nothing's like that in Europe. Everybody's just on lockdown. So especially in, 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 England, in the UK, yeah, it's the for UK sure. Is, yeah, so. uh, although I did see something about Scotland was coming out and they're like, we're not locking down again. We just don't care anymore. We're done. And more people have to say that I, because I it's am crazy. You what? I am William Wallace. I am William Wallace. There you go. But now this is nuts. This is dumb. I, I mean, I, I guess 
I don't really feel bad for Bubba Watson no. because I think this is ultimately what no, he I feel bad wanted. for golf, though. It's just, it's just, the, and the fact that this is still even in the news is stupid. Yeah, yeah, this is crazy. It's even in our news, and we're we're you know, like I, what? What are we doing? I don't know. It's just like how if you're in support of this and like these rules make sense to you, how? I don't understand. Like. Yeah. We know asymptomatic spread is not a thing. We know pre-symptomatic spread is virtually non-existent. We know outdoor transmission is virtually non-existent. We know all of this. And the guy's vaccinated. Like, all done. God. Imagine Great. Michael Jordan trying to play the flu game this year. No. Zero. <laughs> Are you insane? Did they do any contact tracing after that game, do you think? <laughs> I mean, obviously. They were big on that. All right. Let's, let's switch gears a little bit. Uh, let's come home to New York. And let's uh, talk about our favorite crypto... Bitcoin. Um, so apparently we have this. I didn't know this until reading this article, shockingly. But we have the oldest renewable energy plant in the country. It's 124 years old. Um, it's in Mechanicsville, which is near Albany. Uh, it's a hydroelectric plant. And uh, the history is actually a little crazy. So when they they had an agreement with National Grid... So when they renovated this uh, power plant that they were going to uh, sell their energy to National Grid, they had this agreement planned. And as soon as they, they retrofitted the thing, got it up and running, the, the next day National Grid called them and said, no, nah, we're, we're not going to do it, sue us. Basically said, you know, we're not, gonna, we're not buying your energy. And so they, they actually won a lawsuit, this energy plant, uh, won a lawsuit to get that money, and National Grid did it. And now they're deciding to forego National Grid altogether and mine Bitcoin with that energy. I love it. Yeah, so... Let me read from the article here. I'm going to pull this up, and you guys can uh, maybe read along with me here a little bit. Um, yeah, so 124-year-old 124 124 year hydroelectric plant is using its power to mine Bitcoin. Because why not, right? That's pretty much Supply the tagline and demand. there. So, um, but yeah, so it's Albany Energy Corp. Uh, they had a 40-year lease with National Grid to push electricity. Uh it took seven years to acquire the, the rights, and then the day they did that, they reneged on the deal. So they got seven years to, to work on the deal, and then they got the deal pulled out from under them. So uh, I guess there's probably no love loss between these two, and they probably don't really care. But I guess he's going to make three times the amount of money um, mining the Bitcoin at this plant than, than selling it to National Grid. So I guess more power to him, right? I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the second of these plants in New York State. I can't remember the green... Greenridge, I think, is the other one. Um, yeah. But now, does so, it have to clear, like, environmental study hurdles? Well, this is renewable energy plant. So uh. so they've already, I'm guessing, already done the that back legwork that needed to be done to even operate. So they had to, because they're renewable. So it's 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 from water. So they must be tapped into some water, river or some, something out there in Albany. I love it. Maybe the Hudson. I don't even know. I don't, so, know where, I don't really technically know where Mechanicsville is. I'm, I am. Shocking. Me neither. I've seen um, it on the throughway signs. Okay. So it's, I don't know that I have, but I believe you. Um, good. I, listen, anything we could do, I, I'm I'm on board the cryptocurrency ride. Um, I like it. I like the idea behind it. Uh, anything that we can do that is a positive indicator for more people getting access and involved with cryptocurrency, I think on the whole is a good thing. Uh, it's not a guarantee that it's all going to be successful and work and everything else, obviously, because there are very uh, strong powers that be that are very much opposed to cryptocurrencies in their current form, and they want much more state regulation and oversight because obviously everything that the federal, state, and international governments get their hands on goes way better. Um, 
But this is a good start. We'll take yeah, it. I, I think we, we needed some good news. It's interesting that we got a couple plants right here in New York, and you know this seems to be a difficult state to do business in. So we'll see how that all for. We got this big, huge mining operation up in you know on the northern border. Then we got these two plants. Well, you, you know what's going to happen, right? Like the next thing that's going to be done is Governor Cuomo is going to declare climate crisis to be a national health or a statewide health emergency and then they're going to shut down these plants because of the cryptocurrencies impact on the environment and then we're going to have another setback well at least we got that to look forward to hooray you're so optimistic ben all right let's stick with your favorite governor andrew cuomo uh he declared a a first of its kind let's call it uh he said it was first of its yeah so whatever yeah because he's an idiot gun violence disaster emergency he signs a bill that invites lawsuits uh, against uh, firearm suppliers. So, how is this real life? Oh my I mean, God. I'm not going to get into too much of the juiciness of the actual bill itself because I feel like it's it's all theater. But that's that's the story. Is that he's literally? I mean, I'm guessing he's been waiting to try to find a issue to jump back into the limelight with, and you know, what better way to pull at the heartstrings of the uh, the liberal left than to to declare an emergency on gun violence. Um, you know, this dude is just a clown, and this is just a, a, a sideshow to try to get back in the good graces of the uh, voting left, if you will, in this state. Um, I hope it doesn't work for him, because I hope this guy is gone in two years. Um, like I said, I don't really want to... I don't I don't think we need to touch on the, the actual law itself and what's going on. I don't think much has actually changed. I mean, some stuff, but I mean, nothing like... It's not like he passed some massive new legislation or anything. But. No, the problem is it's the first step towards what he wants. And that's that's the biggest thing. And you and I discussed this early on of like all of these infringements on on people's rights and freedoms of, look, they don't, they don't regress. They don't come back. They don't... The people that took the power never give it back. They just find new ways to take it. And the more that the people just accept, the faster it goes. That that's the historical pattern. So in this case, all right, you declare it in a, a health emergency because based on the COVID rules, that gives you all these expansive powers to sidestep the legislative process and rule single-handedly from the governor's mansion within the borders of New York State. All right, so now the problem is, oh, you want to make a law that says if there is gun violence the gun manufacturer and the gun seller can be sued. Well, that's a hindrance on those businesses that are operating perfectly legal businesses. And oh, by the way, this executive order is in direct conflict with federal statutes that say you cannot sue the gun manufacturer over it or the gun seller as long as they're following all of the basic safety and licensing rules. And he's trying to sidestep that under these emergency powers because now that's the new thing that he knows people will accept. But I think that's the, but that's the whole theater is because technically he didn't declare an emergency like he called it an emergency, but he he didn't declare it an emergency. So he didn't actually he he passed this bill that you just referenced, the one that uh, basically tries to uh, facilitate lawsuits against firearm manufacturers. And then he made the announcement of the emergency on top of that. But he, he doesn't really have the authority to do that. Of anymore. course not. He, he, he really didn't do anything. He just said he did stuff. And then signed this bill and pretended it and paraded it out like he made some you know emergency He's executive a, right. And that's the thing. It's like if you try to get people to be comfortable on or on board with that idea, it's going to lead to bad things. 
Like, you shouldn't be able to sue a gun manufacturer for making a perfectly legal gun, even if it's used for a nefarious purpose. We don't do that with anything else. You're not going to hold fertilizer companies responsible when somebody makes a bomb. If somebody misuses your consumer good, that's not on you. Like, as long as you're following all the rules and all the regulations and all of the safety procedures and steps, you shouldn't be sued. My God, this state is insane. Yeah, And, like and said, this, this dude is nuts. Yeah, well, this is coming on the heels of basically a crime wave in New York City and New York State in large, right? So some of these metropolitan city areas in New York State are having crime issues, including right here in Syracuse. Um, but New York City, you know, police had 1,500 shootings you know, last year. So, Well, what caused that? Must have been the guns, right? <laughs> Nothing so, else happened that could have led to this. Had to have just been the existence of guns that And we have this. some of the strictest gun laws in the country. Next to D.C. and Chicago, New York City has the strictest gun laws in the country. You so, can't own a pistol. So this is just, again, this, to me, this is just more theater on, on our governor's part. Two things. He's trying to, you know, you know, throw a bone to the, the, the liberal left, try to get back in their good graces after, you know, harassing a, a bunch of workers, young women that worked for him. Um, and like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a, theater or it's a it's a play to try to uh say i'm doing something about this violence uh, like i said there's a lot of people who in new york state think that the violence has basically been manifested by some of his doing so um you know again I, it's just theater to me like nothing really happened even though it kind of became a, a big news story but because in hindsight looking at it there's actually there was no teeth in anything he did right and it was just a it was just literally just an act it's just political grandstanding at yeah. its finest yeah it's terrible but what what else have we come to expect uh, nothing from our governor. I there mean, was still nothing funnier than the response. Somebody sent it to me on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Somebody was a screenshot where it said, Governor Cuomo says they want to do to gun violence what they did with COVID. And the yeah. first comment was, everybody hide your grandparents. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's good stuff. Yeah, tw- Twitter was making a, some variation of grandma jokes. Uh, that whole day he made the announcement. Oh so it was great. So, um, well, let's talk about... Uh, our governor's friend's son. Uh, governor's friend's son. Got yeah, it. Because I think Cuomo and uh, Joe Biden are kind of chummy. And uh, Hunter Biden is back in the news. Your boy. My boy. I mean, you love Hunter Biden. I mean, you made an effort to make sure you watched all the uh, all the video footage on the laptop. About it. So <laughs> this is just a freaking crazy story. This is so. This is how. How is this real? It's. Listen, when I read it, I was God. like, okay, nope, this is actually a real thing. I double checked. It was okay. There's another reference here. There's another source here. Like, okay, and then it was I saw, okay, this is a story. This so, is a thing. So Hunter Biden has uh, arranged for or been courted to have an art show in New York City. Um, I think it's going to be in September or this fall sometime. Supposedly, we'll see if it happens. Uh, but the in the art dealer or the organizer of the art, whatever they're called, uh, has basically said that the the, the prints are going to go from anywhere from $7,500 to $500,000, half a million dollars for one of Hunter Biden's prints. So maybe there's only one there, but still, that's crazy. And so as we know the backstory of Hunter Biden and his history of uh, finding himself in meetings and situations where he can peddle his family name to make a dollar or, or, or 10 million. Um, he is now trying to sell art for half a million dollars a print. And clearly this is like, uh, maybe this is a conflict of interest. And so some people thought it might've been, and so the white house got involved. 
obviously. And cleared it all up for us. Oh, thank God. They, so they created a confidentiality agreement with the art director so that whoever buys the prints, uh, Hunter won't know or Joe Biden won't know who's buying them. So we whew, we avoided catastrophe or any kind of buy-offs through art deals because the White House got involved and saved us. Oh, very real question. Was it a pinky promise? Did I mean, they I wasn't cross in the their room. heart and hope to die? I was not in the room. All um, right. That they're not going to tell, and nobody could ever find out. Just want to make sure. I mean, I think it's probably locked. I mean, it's like probably they probably got this. It's the White House. I mean, this is the federal government. They probably are doing their best best to protect it. This is insanity. This is insanity. That nobody even is seems to be that upset about this is insanity and this is where we'll go back to like the complete abdication of responsibility by the united states corporate media because the track record of this family is so blatantly clear of using the family name selling influence getting off the books money and using it to peddle actual influence all right joe biden while vice president went and met with energy executives Look from the Ukraine. Artist he is. What? Look how good of an artist he is. Yeah, it's amazing stuff. <laughs> like, Joe Biden is... You think he used spoons? I hope so. I think he was... Sponge- you think he used, used spoons to create some shapes with some leftover spoons that he may have in his house? I'm sure he's got plenty of leftover spoons. Yeah, a lot of spoons. And they're all they're bent. Probably, they're all damaged. Right. So what else are you going to do with them? Um, This is nuts. Like, there's no way this is okay. There's no, there's no way you get, this guy is, is now suddenly an artist that his father is the president and, and this former, let's put former in air quotes, former drug using, completely corrupt, already been established beyond any shadow of a doubt was selling influence and selling access to his vice president father is now an artist. And there was a story somebody um, somebody linked to you on your Facebook page about a, a Picasso, or an original Picasso painting. Somebody found it was unseen. Somebody found it in a closet of an old house, and they sold that at auction. And what was the price? Uh, 150000 Okay, one hundred and fifty grand for a Picasso. And now this is somewhere Hunter Biden is going to get for a work of his art a half a million dollars, and we're all collectively going, well, I just don't understand art, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I guess, I, I'm, like I said, I, I wanted to make sure. What is happening? I wanted to make sure this was real when I read it a couple times. I was like, okay, I found a, enough sources where this is actually a real story, so here we are. This is the funniest thing ever for its just blatant absurdity. It's complete lack of defensibility you could not possibly justify this in any reasonable terms and yet it's actually happening this is happening it's not going to stop it's going to happen we are all going to sit by and watch this monstrosity play out and we're going to watch this go down and go holy crap and half the country is going to go it doesn't matter. Like, oh, he's a recovering addict. That's so nice. I mean, I'm happy that he's recovering. I hope he has a full recovery and a happy life. Genuinely, I do. It should probably be in prison, but that's neither here nor there. At least sometime in prison, I'm sorry. Like, the Chinese government got access to nuclear secrets from a company that he was on the board of directors. And the contract was approved by his, I'm sorry, by the president when his father was vice president. 
This dude's on a board at Burisma making $83,000 a month for this energy company. Meanwhile, board members for ExxonMobil, one of the most corrupt and insider trading companies in the world, is paying like 15 grand a month to their top board members. And we all just look the other way, and now this dude's an artist. Well, thank God. Man, he's got a charmed life. I, I'm so confused. Like, what in the world is this real? How? And we all just sit here and go, okay. Now, the really sad part is most people have no idea this is even happening. Most people don't care that this is happening. We're changing that right now. And even when they are informed of it, it'll roll off the, like nothing. It's water off a duck's back. Like, that's the level of absurdity we have reached in this country right now. But this is going to be nothing. Well, we're going to try to make it something. Right oh, we'll here. do our best. That's, what's, what, what also has been nothing over the years, and nobody's done anything about, Nancy Pelosi stock trading. Real quick, before we dive into this, let's just point out that up until, was it 2010? It was legal for Congress to insider trade. It was illegal for everybody else, but if you were a senator or a congressperson, you were allowed to conduct insider trading. It was not even illegal. It was illegal for the average citizen for like something like 30 years before it was illegal for members of Congress to conduct insider trading. That's why it, that's gone on for a long time. It was legal because the legislative body failed to pass a law saying that they couldn't do it either. Anyways, I'm sorry. I just that still boggles yeah. my mind. So you're saying that like if a uh, I don't know high profile company, you know global company, uh, makes a deal with the U.S. government to secure I don't know a military contract, and that I don't know a politician of uh, someone in position uh, decides to uh, I don't know buy some of those uh, shares of that said company before this military contract is uh, 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 made public. public. Yeah. And decides to buy some stock. And then this contract, this company uh, stock price goes way up that they shouldn't, they shouldn't know that and they shouldn't capitalize on that. Is that what you're saying? So to summarize, what you're saying is that there was some information that was not available to the general public, but a few people that were, well, let's call it on the inside knew about then they knew it would have or likely would have a significant impact on the price of the stock and so before that information became public they acted on the information and bought the stock and traded the stock that's yeah that's what i'm asserting what would happen now hang on a minute would you think that was uh if the insider trades on the stock with information not yet publicly available i'm Let's let's call Chris Collins and ask, but I'm pretty sure that meets the definition of insider trading. So, on March 31st of 2021, the U.S. Army awarded Microsoft a contract of 21 billion dollars for headsets. <laughs> I don't want to go any. I'm not going to go into that. I don't know what the headsets are for. I'm not even going to go into that side of the story. <laughs> but 21 billion dollars for uh, they say augmented reality headsets. So I'll give you some. Some, some adjectives there to make it feel better, um, and so, oh my God. guess who bought uh, Microsoft uh, in January? This, this was released, and this was <laughs> this article was from three March thirty first. So, looking at 
Uh, let's all look at, since I have it up here, nice and uh, do this. Let's look at Nancy Pelosi's stock trades just recently. Microsoft, woo, two, purchase. <laughs> Three, <laughs> March 19th, <laughs> 2021. <laughs> literally, could I mean, they're not even trying to hide it. <clears throat> so there's not funny. even, there's literally, they don't even care. It's Nobody, and, Why but, should they care? Nothing happens. Nothing. This is, she's not going to get in trouble. I know. Chris Collins got a slap on the wrist. for Literally, the trial went bad. He called his son, said, how could this happen? This is bad. There was an email exchange, and then they sold all the shares before it went public. Like, that was so brazen. And this is the same thing. Like I said, oh, she's worth like 240-something million dollars. And this is I was, I, mostly done through her husband, who's apparently a... Uh, I don't know. Some kind oh, of, well, why didn't you tell me it was her husband? That changes well, everything. I'm just trying to create some plausible deniability. Now there, it's so. fine. As long as it was her husband and not her. Then and, it's fine. And, and also Roblox. Just to kind of, just to nail it home, Roblox, I believe, is the headset company that their Microsoft was working. So he bought both, he bought both companies. <laughs> <laughs> so outstanding. I mean, he's got some solid balls. Just to... Because he knows that we're going to talk about this, right? He knows nothing's going to happen to him. I know. And this is the other side of it. Literally think about this for, for those of you listening. Why is nothing going to happen? Why? I don't have a good answer for that. But nothing is going to happen to these people. They are so protected. Nothing will come from this, even though this is so blatantly obvious. A week before this is made public, that they got a $21 billion deal to make headsets and then Roblox is a virtual reality okay. creator, um, a lot of video game type stuff. And he bought both a week before the news is public. Amazing. I mean, he pro- he probably didn't talk to Nancy at all about that, right? Nancy wasn't involved in that discussion. Oh, my God. I mean, if anybody, his ethics are above or beyond reproach. It is Nancy Pelosi. Just ask her hair salon stylist. Um, This is amazing but seriously why is nothing going to happen why like that is the really really troubling question we all know nothing is going to happen why is nothing going to happen what is it about this woman that has her so protected and so beyond any type of incrimination that she not only can do this but does it so brazenly and so publicly that it's undeniable and nobody cares yeah i listen i if the media wanted to make a deal, a big deal about it, they would, but they don't because they suck. So, I mean, I don't know if that's there's a th- some of your answer is because there is no public outcry because there is no public information. There's no, nobody is talking about it. I get that, but here's my. I guess let's go further down this rabbit hole. Why? Because we've always been told, well, it's because the media pays for clicks now, and they'll only get what people will click on. I'm sorry, but if that were true, this would be a story. This would be a big story because people would want to see this. Same way that Jeffrey Epstein should be a story. Same way that uh, John McAfee should have been a story. Same way that the Hunter Biden smoking crack while getting a foot job should have been a story. Like, what is more salacious than that in selling access to the vice president and losing nuclear secrets to China? I mean, for the left, it would just be more Hunter Biden uh, talking about his lawyer. I remember he was dropping the... uh the n-word there and oh, god uh, and nobody said anything about that either nobody said a thing and look i'm not i don't mean to just pick on the, the left here the, the right has its own demons like why do we not look into mitch mcconnell's business holdings i'm sorry his family's business holdings why don't we look into that 
How about Chuck Schumer? Because those are on the, they're on the same team. I know. That's my point. It's not Republican and Democrat anymore, folks. This is the insiders and the outsiders. Like, if you're in, you're in, and you are beyond any type of consequence for your actions. Yeah. It is amazing. And that's my issue is we're not talking about it because the media doesn't cover it. Why doesn't the media cover it? Why does nobody in media cover this? This should be a story. You want to get clicks. You tell me you've got blanket evidence of this. I'm clicking. But no, can't be done. Well, hopefully they click on our show. Because I, I have Pelosi insider trading. I'll make sure that's right in the title. I, good. It should be. This is insider trading. This is the very, it's the same thing as Chris Collins. It was the very definition of insider trading. It was indefensible. And like I said, this is not the first time Pelosi and her husband and the family has been brought, you know, this exact same similar type news about her stock trading has been, you know, superficially covered and just dismissed and moved on because here she is still Speaker of the House. So I don't know. I don't think anything is going to happen to her or anybody related to this, but I figured everybody should know about it. Oh, thank God. What I also think everybody should know about since... We're still trying to do this insurrection thing. Um, Worst insurrection ever. Especially when you have... So this is a Washington Post article. The headline is, Virginia Bible Study Group was covered for violent militia, prosecutors say. This is the, that's the headline, right? So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. Let me, let me read down through this article. I'm reading some things. It's, you know, they're, they're going through a kind of like a chronological timeline of this... Uh, um, this Northern Virginia guy uh, who, you know, used this Bible study group to kind of recruit people to his cause and they were all going to go down and, I don't know, you know, take over the government. So um, I don't want to keep saying his name because his name is Fee Dong. So sure. I don't want to keep saying Fee Dong on the show. So I'm just going to say that Virginia guy. So wait a minute, but, the guy that was the big Trump evangelical insurrectionist's name was Fee Dong. Duong or Dong. Dong. F I D U O N G. Well, I bet you didn't see that one coming at all. He's, I believe, a Vietnamese. Descendant. That would that would check out. I would say that makes sense. But let's see, honey. Let me see where. Just down. a good old boy, never meaning no harm. So there, a few paragraphs down in here. I get to this paragraph, and I'm just going to read it. An undercover officer with the D.C. police first encountered Duong at the Capitol on January 6th, according to the government. And then I stopped, and I was like. Okay, what kind of insurrection has undercover cops participating in the insurrection? I'd say most. And do we think that the undercover officer with the D.C. police was there like Han Solo all by himself, uh, like rogue, I'm going to do this all by myself thing, or do you think he had help? I'm going to go Han Solo. You're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) There's zero chance he was there by himself. So what, like, they can't really take this seriously. If So we already know that, the Capitol Police were letting people inside. Yes. Moving gates, out. opening doors, greeting, watching inviting people walk in. Inviting them in. Right. Inviting them in. You know, and now we know through this Washington Post uh, accidental acknowledgement of an undercover police officer there. I mean, there's been this assertion that the FBI likes to foil their own FBI terror plots. So... Is this just more of the same here? Do we have just a bunch of undercover uh, police uh, antagonists knocking, you know, certain things? And I don't know. And uh, doing uh, and facilitating some of this stuff? Like, I'm not dismissing that all these people were a- agents, but when you have enough agitators in a mob 
It doesn't take much to get the other people just to kind of jump on. And you don't have to do the thing. You can just lead up, do a bunch of things leading up to the big thing and step away. Like it's, this yep. seems shady as all hell. That's all I got to say. This is weird. And, and it's because we're learning more and more about the modus operandi of our law enforcement offices, about how they, they do foil their own plots. Like they, they not completely, but in large part, create them and then foil them. And then this one, there's already been so many irregularities. Like I love when people call this an insurrection. Like you have forgotten what actually happened that day. Because when we were watching this at home, yeah, it was crazy, but the stock market never moved. It never even reacted. Like, no, nobody left their work or anything else. They're, they never even deployed in troops. Like, there wasn't, like, an armed insurrection where they overtook anything. Like, they were walking through, taking paintings, posing for pictures with Nancy Pelosi's desk. The one dude tried to steal the podium, which I'm still not sure was not Cole Beasley. But that's neither here nor there. Um, like insurrection there's you know, a dude with a viking helmet yeah you know that viking dude has been in solitary confinement for like months oh is he really oh that's mean like literally solitary confinement for he did nothing he didn't have a he didn't have any kind of weapon no nothing he just literally just walked around with a no shirt and a viking helmet on that dude's amazing but <laughs> i look so to call it an insurrection I, I i think is laughable like the greatest threat on our capital since the civil war you are a joke if you actually believe that i'm sorry but this is it's it was hilarious watching this like watching the spin on it like what it's turned into what's not funny is the people that they're arresting and the mass surveillance and everybody that's turning into a whistleblower to like turn in their own investigations like they're scouring facebook private citizens to turn over information to the fbi to get other citizens arrested first off if you're doing that you're a horrible human being but that's neither here nor there either now they're arresting all these people again Look at the videos. Some of them were actually invited in, had no intention on going in. The police unlocked the door and said, come on in. And they all went, I feel like this is a trap. What do you mean, come in? Like, hey, come in. And they went in, and now we're arresting them. Now here's what's even more messed up. We are not giving them, we're not offering them or guaranteeing them their right to a speedy trial. Yeah, like I said, Viking guy has been in solitary confinement. That's bordering on cruel and unusual punishment. If you haven't been charged, you haven't been convicted, that was January, guys. This is now like these are, This is what third world countries do, too. Right. Right. That's what's troubling. Is You're talking cruel and unusual punishment. You're talking about just leveraging these people and suppressing evidence that's contrary. Like This is really bad. Uh, this is You don't have to be a, a pro-insurrectionist to be like, wait, wait, wait. No, they're afforded certain protections automatically. Same as any murderer. Same as any rapist. Same as anybody else. Living in this country comes with the advantage of you are guaranteed certain protections from the government and from law enforcement under our Constitution. If that's not being afforded, I don't care what the crime was. That is wrong. It should not be happening. And like I said, with the talk of that being the catalyst of basically uh, a domestic Patriot Act, which should frighten every single person on this planet, and if similar to uh, what happened on 9-11, if 1-6 as they like to call it there, the kids like to call it, 1-6. If that turns into the genesis of a domestic Patriot Act, and then it turns out that there's uh, D.C. cops, uh, undercover cops, in there agitating it, then we have a problem. And it's not just that... I mean, listen, it's either one of two things, right? Either the cops were part of the undercover, they knew they had some... uh, Clearly, they must have known what was going on, or why would there be an undercover cop there? So they had 
enough intelligence to know that this thing was going to happen. They had somebody, I'm guessing multiple people, in place to know, you know, to keep an eye on on the ground of what was going on. If not, there was, as you pointed out, there's never a point where I was like, this whole thing was like an overrun mob. So it wasn't like, I can't imagine that the undercover cops got caught up in the action and couldn't extract themselves from the situation and got there. So they were there just participating because it was never really all that of a big of an event. And so either they're completely incompetent and couldn't basically say, Hey, I'm here on the ground, whatever the signal is, we need to, you know, get some other people here or they just let it happen. They did let it happen. Like that's almost inarguable at this point. The, the national guard didn't deploy the, the riot police turned down offers for more help. Like, there's so many things, and they invited them in. Like, this is weird, and I don't really understand it, but if this is the the baseline for a domestic Patriot Act, really think about how domestic the original Patriot Act got that was never supposed to affect a single U.S. citizen. It was not supposed to track or, or trace anybody because, again, you got these pesky little constitutional rights to privacy and against illegal search and seizure, which have just been violated. By the original Patriot Act, it was never supposed to, and it turns out they went in front and lied blatantly and said, no, we're not tracking Americans. And then Edward Snowden came out, offered up the proof, Glenn Greenwald printed it up, and hey, guess what? Yes, they were, every single one of us. And collectively, Americans went, well, it doesn't really matter. I'm not a bad person anyway, so it doesn't matter what they find on me. not doing anything wrong. Yeah, like, oh, my God, open a history book. And again, listen, I was unaware of the extent of it at that point, of just how bad it was. Now, in my defense, when this all actually happened, I think I was either in Iraq or just coming home. So I wasn't really paying attention to the news at that point. Um, this is crazy. This is this is really, really bad. Like, why are you... Why are we acting as if this was like an armed... Well, like I said, so I, this is why I feel like the the people trying to push this 1-6 commission and everything are, are trying to make it bigger than that actually is is to give cover to the idea that they're going to launch this domestic Patriot Act and they have to make it seem as though the country was under attack. And it wasn't. Just to, I know, but they're going to have to sell it that way to people who are going to support legislators who are going to support that bill. And so they have to make it seem as if there was a threat to the Republic on 1-6 when there was clearly not. Especially since we now know that they had undercover cops on the ground in the middle of it. So... There was never going to be an overthrow of the government from an unarmed 50-whatever people. I I love the idea that people point out, like, no, they did recover guns. They had six guns amongst 500 people. That's not an armed insurrection. Jesus. And most of the pictures are shown of, like, zip ties. Like, that's some, like, you know, like, come on. Listen, I think a lot of the people that showed up at the Capitol, that building, have these delusions of grandeur and think that they're way more hardcore than they really are. Yeah, well, when when the CIA led QAnon tells them that their part Trump is telling them, "Hey, we need you to be a patriot. You're going to go there." Like they got fed crap from the intelligence through QAnon, and then they got agitated by cops on the ground. Like this seems like motive. This is like this is what our government does. This is the MO. This is what they do in other right. countries, literally every single day, and they just did it to our own. Yeah, I mean, that's that's becoming a hard point to argue. Of It's so far gone of this was not – there was nobody ever thought for a second that our government was going to stop functioning on January 6th. Nope. I'm sorry. No more than you did the previous summer when there was a sit-in protest from the left about Supreme Court justices to interfere with the business. We were never at risk of our government being overthrown. 
not even for a half a second was that the case. And yeah, like these guys came out and everybody, and look, I, there are these uh, church groups and Bible study groups and so forth, so forth that are forming militias. That is a thing. It's happening. It's not, it's not fake. It doesn't mean like they're anti-government or pro-violence or anything else. It, most of them are doing it for they feel the need to protect themselves because they no longer trust the government or the powers that be to protect them. And not only that, they feel like the government, if anything, is targeting them because of who they are. And so they're banding together to protect themselves. Is that right? I don't know. Is it wrong? Not really. Is it illegal? Absolutely not. There's nothing that says you can't do that. You're allowed. Go nuts. I'm not joining you, but, you know, go nuts. Have at it. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Like, go. Yeah. You just obviously don't commit a crime. I, You know, I'm old enough just to remember how the Patriot Act unfolded, and I feel like we are seeing a deja vu all over again, as Yogi like to say. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get off uh, the insurrection topic and move to our second favorite topic. And this is probably our first favorite topic, covid Vaccines. Yeah. I know Hunter Biden's still my favorite. Yeah, topic. he is. COVID's my second. Uh, Bitcoin's favorite. my favorite. But anyway, so so Pfizer uh, basically uh, came out and uh, is seeking authorization from the FDA to add a third shot, a booster shot. Uh, they say will be um, five to ten times more effective at neutralizing the virus than just two shots. So. I know you're well vaccinated. <laughs> Will you be seeking a booster shot? Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, because if you could get me that much more protected, then get, hook me up. Um, now, we have some confusion going forward because uh, I think the next day, maybe two days later, your boy, Dr. Fauci. Love that, dude. Come out and says, nah. I don't think we need a booster shot yet. Uh, that's not part of our. That's not part of what we're. Uh, we're not there yet. So, um, I guess that the uh, maybe they're looking into that with the CDC and whatnot. But I don't think that it's imminent here. It looks like uh, Pfizer just wants to be able to sell more shots. So I mean, weird. Yeah. Who could have seen it coming? Yeah. Uh, I'm just like, if you want to follow the conspiracy theories, this this was predicted by a lot of the conspiracy theorists that it's it's going to require booster shots all the time for all the variants. I hope it's not right. I'm hoping it's not true. But again, not dismissing anything at this point. Yeah. I'm amazed at how much people don't, like smart people are unaware of, of COVID vaccines versus natural immunity and everything else. I'm still amazed by that in my day-to-day -day life. Every now and then the conversation comes up and somebody like, well, what do you mean you're not vaccinated? Like I already had it. It's like natural immunity doesn't matter in this. Like you are a medical professional. What in the world did you just say out loud? Are you are you kidding? I I, I live that uh, experience on a daily basis, to be honest with you. And I'm um, not arguing. I just smile. I'm like, yeah, no, you, you probably know more than me. You're right. But I'm good over here. Yeah. So, I, you know, like I said, I think you're right that this has kind of been in the pipeline for these uh, these vaccine manufacturers, that they were like, all right, well, we can't get everybody on one shot, so we got to get them everybody on two shots. Well, we can't get everybody on two shots. Let's get everybody on three shots. So they're just spreading out the the. They're they're giving more and more of the product to the only people that want it. 
Listen, let's go full bore conspiracy theorists. Can I jump down a rabbit sure. hole? Love what it. would be a better conspiracy than you want to talk about control? You have these entities that want complete control over your day-to-day life to make sure you always stay in line. They can retain power, stay rich, and stay on top of the pyramid. What better way than to discover that for the most people who got the vaccine, you truly now will need updated booster shots every year moving forward to survive? I'm not saying that's really happening. Please don't misunderstand me. I'm not accusing anybody of that. I'm not saying that's real. I don't think. I mean, listen, we have a, a, a seasonal flu shot, right? Right. So it doesn't have to be technically a booster anymore. It could just be, hey, this is this year's COVID shot, right? This variant, as we think, just like they guess at which strain of the flu they think is going to be the one they need to vaccinate against, they'll just pick some variant that they deem to be scary on some season, and there'll be seasonal COVID vaccines. That's just, yeah. part, it's going to be part of the thing. You'll be able to go to every drugstore and get your flu and covid vaccine it's more like what i like to call fun with language of they're using words that are not inaccurate that are not lies but they're misleading people on what they like the delta variant is my favorite example excuse me my favorite example recently is the nsa but sure but yeah yeah, that's fair that that was a better we didn't talk about tucker at all not that we should because it kind of came out we didn't talk about the fact that it turned out that he was actually using an intermediary uh to try to interview uh russian president vladimir putin Really? And so, uh, well, you didn't read this yet? No, I didn't see yeah, that. So, Tucker talked about it, I don't know, a couple of days ago or maybe yesterday. Uh, so, apparently, again, he's just kind of covering his own story where he's being, uh, uh, basically, his emails were, it was leaked by a uh, NSA whistleblower to Tucker that his emails were being uh, basically watched uh, by the NSA. Um, information that was given to him made him know that it was true because he said, okay, only this, these people know it, and the information shouldn't have been known by anybody other than these people, and other people knew it. And it was shared with the media. So the bigger issue with Tucker here seems to be on the, uh, on the actually unmasking, right? So, like, they basically, it's, it's one thing, okay, I, I'm guessing if me or you email Vladimir Putin, we're gonna, our email's going to get intercepted, right? I get it. But at that point, they're not saying, hey, Ben Husong and Sean Hannon are emailing Vladimir Putin, we're American citizens. Our identity is supposed to be protected in those emails. The NSA is only tracking foreign entities, right? Not Americans. LOL. Right. So, well, that's what they claim. And that's this is clearly showing that that's not the case. Um, but anyway, so I just, we, we touched on that last week and didn't touch yeah. on it this week. But yeah, so, uh, you know, the NSA came out with a statement basically and all the media ran said it was a denial, but they didn't deny shit in the email in their statement. They basically said that Tucker wasn't a target of their investigation, but clearly we knew that they can, I mean, we didn't know that, but they, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't, doesn't disprove the fact that they were had and been reading uh, Tucker's emails. So I don't know. There's a little recap on last week's story of Tucker there, but, um, and unmasking him. Yes. And finding yeah. out not only was he emailing Vladimir Putin, but that it was found out and disseminated to at least some other sources. Yeah, awesome. some media. Yeah, right. God bless our government. We are yeah. definitely the good guys. Um, so yeah, uh, the booster shot. Uh, listen, I guess we'll find out. But they're seeing some instances of symptomatic cases rising in Israel and a few other heavily vaccinated countries. I believe the UK is one where the hospitalization rate for COVID is about the same as what it was a year ago. Now having come back up. And as much as they want to blame everything on unvaccinated people, that's not what the data says. Yes, I know the majority of deaths are coming from unvaccinated people, but also please keep in mind the deaths are way down. And uh, we didn't talk about this, but as long as we're on COVID, let's bring it up. More studies coming out just demonstrating that COVID in children 
is a virtually non-existent threat. Uh, half of the deaths that were reported as COVID had nothing to do with COVID whatsoever in children. Um, that was the 28 days after a positive test. Within 28 days of a positive test, they died. 50% of those were not in any shape, way, or form related to COVID, and those that were related to COVID were children that were already at an extreme risk for a respiratory virus taking a, a, a fatal toll on them. Yeah, but well, thank God we keep closing down schools and masking our children and making sure they all get vaccinated. Nothing bad is ever going to happen from that, guys. Thank God. All right. And so let's wrap up um, on probably the longest running story in uh, American history for at least the time being anyway here. So we have all but withdrawn our troops from Afghanistan. 20-year war. Right after 9-11, probably should have been a three-month war where you just annihilated the terrorists and uh, got out of Dodge. But 20 years later, uh, the U.S. military has left Bagram Airfield. That's the uh, key base in Afghanistan. Uh, they actually left under kind of some crazy circumstances, too. So, And I, I didn't actually go back and look it up, but apparently The Onion a few years ago actually put out a story basically saying, United States leaves Afghanistan and the, under and you know they just closed the doors in the middle of the night and got out of Dodge and that's pretty much what they did here. Is ghosted the proper term? Ghosted, that's what I, the probably say. a very we very accurate the term. Afghanistan yeah, so Army. they basically just left in the dead of night without notifying the Afghan military. Sure. So I'm assuming, and in the article it basically says that there was some kind of uh, plan in place where they were supposed to hand over whatever to the Afghan military. So September that, 11th, remember, so the that they could be protected and whatnot. But apparently that did not happen, and. uh Basically, after U.S. military got out of that base, they just cut the power and let all hell break loose. And then, as soon as they, as soon as the locals realized that the power was cut, they realized everybody was out of there because they've been watching them move for for a few days or weeks or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then they just went in there and took everything. And they were supposed to have destroyed a bunch of the weapons and whatnot. And but they they basically left them there. I mean, the, they probably destroyed all the weapons, but left some of the vehicles. Would be my guess. Yeah, it's hard they, to they took the, the keys. Yeah, that's what I told. Awesome. Thank God. So you never figure out how to hotwire a Humvee. It's impossible. <laughs> uh, so basically, <laughs> that when Af- the Afghan army reached out to U.S., the response was, new phone, who dis? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, just in the dead of night, yeah. up and left. It's cr- I mean, listen, I'm glad we're out of there. You know, it's to say it's overdue is ridiculously, you know, an understatement. So has anybody checked in with Mitt Romney about what this means for the people on the ground? Well, so I'm sure Mitt Romney, because he's a pro war hawk, uh, wants to has never met a bomb he didn't want to drop. So um, I'm sure he's part of the uh, new scare, which is basically the Taliban, who's you know basically waited us out. I heard uh, a quote from the Taliban said, "The U.S. has the watches, but we have the time," and they basically uh, probably couldn't have been more accurate than that. So, um, but the Taliban has started befriending their border uh, uh, country, China, and. This has obviously caused some people in the U.S. government uh, who like to drop bombs to kind of raise another red flag and try to create some uh, something out of nothing, I think, here. but I feel like the Taliban and the, the Uyghurs ought to have a conversation before that that conversation. Oh, uh, well, that was kind of what it was brought about. They said, okay, well, we're not going to get involved in China's affairs. They basically sold out the, the, Uyghur Muslims. the Uyghurs Muslims and said, okay, well, they're our, they're our new ally and whatever. So wow. uh, we'll see. We'll see how that happens. I will say that the guy who was uh, the commander of U.S. NATO forces stepped down just yesterday or today or whatever. So um, apparently he got out of Dodge as soon as we got out of Dodge and didn't want to be part of any kind of uh, uh, 
outgoing messaging uh, yeah. from from that country. Again, this is what this is, world do we live in? How is this real life? Yeah, well, everything uh, you know. If I told you three months ago, here's my guess. We're just going to one day at like 3 o'clock in the morning, we're going to abandon Bagram Air Force Base, which I know not everybody knows about Afghanistan, is the largest military base in Afghanistan. It was our strong point, our biggest holding. And without really telling the uh, the Afghan army or the government or the people, we're just going to up and leave, and we're going to get out of Dodge and just let them deal with the fallout. You would laugh. Like, no, listen, that's exactly why they keep saying we can't pull out. That's why Joe Biden came in office and said Donald Trump's plan for getting out by June is unrealistic because we can't just leave equipment and personnel and leave these people out to dry. So we're going to push that back to September. And then all of a sudden, ah, see ya. Yeah. It's, Overnight. Like I said, it is uh, a crazy thing. And like I said, I, I'm glad that it's over. But the the way we went out is, I guess, just... Typical U.S. Why does anybody relations. trust us to do anything? I don't know because we, they don't. They we, we force them to trust us. They don't really trust us. That's fair. They're just mandated to do what we want. So, so uh, no, don't worry though. The the insurrectionists that they'll be handled differently. That's yeah. that's for sure than than what we've done here because we only do the really messed up stuff to other countries, never to ourselves, never to our own citizens. That that's crazy talk. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I I, I don't. <laughs> I don't have any kind of confidence in any of the actions from our U.S. military or at least the leadership of our U.S. military because I just feel like they have some agenda that's not in line with the rest of the, the actual working part of the government. So um, they do what they want to do, and they always have. So and this is just one more instance of the U.S. military doing what they want to do. So This is just, look, for, for those of us that have friends who were killed in Afghanistan, seriously, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, what, what am I supposed to take away from this? That it was worthwhile? That we did some noble and noteworthy good? Like, what? where where do I go with this information? Of Like, so this was what it was all about, ultimately. It's like some cause that was so, so grand we couldn't even do a negotiated truce and leave. Like, we just up and left in the middle of the night in a war that we've supposedly been winning for the last 18 years? Yeah. Like, what the hell was it all for? What was the point? I, I genuinely need to understand this of why did we do this? Because I don't want to believe it was just all part of the military industrial complex's plan to have wars to sell things. I hope it's not. And to I peddle think, influence. I think I found a, a ray of hope if we could touch on the Congressman Husong uh, chance where maybe uh, Congressman Husong would uh, maybe not be a warmongering uh, Warhawk, I guess, uh, if he was the sitting congressman here representing our district. I'll ask my son. <laughs> <laughs> I, listen, I would I'm, love to be a congressman, but it's only going to be two years because I'm not hanging out any longer. I just want the free health care for life. That's yeah. all I want. Oh, that's Give me very, two years. Very, very noble of you. Give could me you, two years. Could you at least vote to end the wars while you're oh, there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. I'll, I'll, I'll vote to unmask everything while I'm in office. Don't get me wrong. Well, nobody will care because it'll be you'll like <laughs> UFOs. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, the JFK thing? Ah, oh, we got it. Oh, it was the CIA? Oh, okay. Shocking. Right. All right. I don't have anything else. Mr. Kusong, no. do you have anything else for the folks? No, just listen, seriously. Try to figure out what in the world is happening. Uh, and if you have ideas, please share, because I am lost right now about between what just happened in Afghanistan, between Hunter Biden suddenly selling artwork for 500 grand and the White House okaying it, and between what's going on with, with COVID, like, what about Roblox and Microsoft stock buying? Amazing. 
amazing. And nobody is going to do a thing. And you got the governor of New York coming out and saying that we're going to declare gun violence at a statewide health emergency. And again, nobody cares. Like, how is this real? How? Maybe the simulation folks are right. Right. I I mean, honest to God, they're drunk. But whoever's (laughs) running this simulation is drunk. It's it's the... uh... It's the simulation operators who, you know, you don't want them on the Friday night. Like, you don't want to buy a car who's made on a Friday night. Like, we're getting the simulation late. We're late in the week on the simulation guys right here. It's entirely possible. Looking at this, like, you know what? Screw it. Let's bring back Murder Hornets. We need something new. Let's just pile on as long as we're doing this. You want to talk about uh, Earth crustal displacement? Probably not. Let's do that another show. All right. All right. All right, folks, let's get you out of here. Uh, thank you again for uh, bearing with us for another hour here on your Monday. Um, be sure to like and share this video. Share the uh, channel with your friends. We are looking for subscribers, so please, if you uh, uh, know anybody who might be interested in uh, paying attention to two goofy people talk about the news, uh, share our, our, our YouTube channel and uh, encourage them to subscribe. And You'll be better informed than people that watch anything on corporate media. I mean, at least on the things we talk about. That is factually correct. So on that note, uh, we will see you all with more factually correct uh, updates next Monday. Uh, And until then, uh, thank you for tuning in.